Welcome to the Holistic Healing Connection podcast with your host, holistic practitioner and mentor, Amber Cook. Join Amber and her guests weekly for insight and practical tips to help you succeed on your path to wellness. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com, nurturing business, cultivating health, growing community. Your one-stop holistic health resource, HealingWaze.com. Hi, I'm Amber Cook. I've spent my life practicing and experimenting with holistic and alternative healthcare because I believe it is the real healthcare, the way to well-being. So stick around because your holistic healing connection starts right now. If you're like me and love astrology, or maybe you're just a little curious about astrology or a lot curious, I think you're going to love this episode. My conversation today is with professional astrologer, artist, and teacher, Vanessa Kudo. And you might recall that Vanessa was actually uh, this podcast's very first episode's guest, The Dragon Initiation, The Contrast Between Conventional and Holistic Healthcare. And of course, Vanessa came up with the first part of that title, Dragon Initiation, and you'll know more about it, or you may know more about it if you've already listened to that podcast. It's episode number one. Um, and if you haven't yet, you definitely need to. It's about her journey through uh, healing a uh, recent injury um, using both conventional and holistic healthcare and how that all went for her. But in this episode, we are talking astrology, which is her passion. Mine is holistic healthcare. And now we're talking Vanessa's language. So she's going to chat with us about all the different ways that um, astrology can help you in life and also in health. And then definitely in business because Vanessa's passion is actually helping other business owners use astrology to help their businesses. And so if you are a business owner listening to this, it's going to be extremely beneficial for you. If you're not a business owner, I think you're still going to find great value. And especially in the last part where she gives us her forecast for 2020. It's quite interesting. And I'm actually really looking forward to a lot of things she mentioned in that forecast. And from my experience working with Vanessa... Uh, for my business and for myself, you, you know, she helped with both charts. I think what she does is so valuable and so right on. And once you listen to this episode, if you're curious and you want to learn more and you want to get help with your chart or just know more about Vanessa, because the thing she just does so many awesome, cool things, um, all of her links will be in the show notes so you can connect with her that way. If you have any questions about 2020 forecast, leave them in the comments. I would love to see what you think also. Enjoy. All right, Vanessa, thanks for being here with me today. And um, I should mention that this is your second episode. I know, I'm so greedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm greedy, I want more of you. <laughs> I'm a Gemini, it has to be two. <laughs> and... Uh, what about three and four? Does it have to be even? I'm, I'm okay with that. As long okay. as in this three turns into four, you know, okay. it has also come in twos. But I'm glad I was the first interview I think you did, right? You, yes, you were. And um, yeah, the, so that was episode number one. It was the dragon initiation. I know, look at that. 
<laughs> the contrast between conventional and holistic healthcare. And on that episode, we did a lot of talking about your terrible back pain and your injury at the time. So before we dive into some new topics, how are you doing? I'm grateful. I'm painless. Yeah. I, I have a, I have my ball. I sit on it every day and I do my walks and thankfully, thank God, no more pain. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah so when did that all clear up for you? Uh, I think up until, oh God, you know, like I, you, you raised that out of your mind. It was, yeah. It was pretty bad through January and still uh -huh. February, March started kind of minimizing. And I think by May I felt no pain. Sweet. Yeah. That's good. Um, but I avoid sitting too much on like on chairs and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I try to, and I try to walk every day. Yeah. Half an hour, an hour just to get moving. Even if I'm just meandering and, and looking at the scenery, but yeah, I try good. to walk. That's good. Walking is like a meditation. Yeah. Um, and when we were warming up for this episode, you mentioned that you went to an acupuncturist today. Yeah, I go once a month. Okay. Uh, I mean, if I, I would go every week, but um, <laughs> I'd love acupuncture. Um, I go once a month. I've been seeing her for a long time. Uh -huh. So, um, it's good. I just sort of do as sort of my monthly check-in and mm -hmm. I love when she does moxa and, you know, so sometimes yeah. I ask her for like, could you give me spiritual acupuncture? This is oh, what's happening it. in my life and where are the points? And that's what we do. <laughs> spiritual acupuncture yeah. and moxa. I love the smell of moxa. I do too. Right? Yeah. It's so good. It's so fun. Um, and sometimes we just talk, she's doing, you know, putting the needles on me and we're talking about astrology. So <laughs> because that's what you love to talk about. I, I live and breathe, right? You do. <laughs> no, I like other stuff too, but it does sound like that's the only thing. Well, definitely professionally. And because you also are just, you know, everything about it personally, I'm sure it, it bleeds in. I mean, it, it just, it just, I mean, both. I mean, astrology is very ancient and very complex, yeah. multi-layered, and there's so much in it. I mean, to this day, I feel like I'm forever learning. I like to say that I've been devoted to astrology for over 20 years. Wow. Um, because I've been studying and reading and taking classes and all that. And I just feel that it, it, it just is something you're constantly learning. And I still look to my chart and I'm like, oh my God, now I see it, you know? <laughs> um, but it does for me, and I'm sure for, you know, I guess it, it is with anything. It just informs me how I see the world. Mm -hmm. I see the world in a lot of ways through the, through the imagination of astrology. You know, I, I look at how events unfold and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, oh, this is what's happening. Also, how that's, that's how it gets reflected, mm -hmm. how it shows up in the world here. So for me, that's the fascination, the deeper fascination for astrology for me is that you, it helps you understand the, the larger cycles of what's going on in the world, not just, not just like, oh, Mercury's retrograde and I'm stuck in traffic situation. <laughs> I'm saying that because at the moment of this recording, Mercury is still retrograde. And that's my joke. But uh -huh. I think it helps us understand the historical events 
I'm a big, I'm a, if I hadn't done any of this art or astrology or any mm -hmm. of this, I would probably should have studied history because mm. I'm fascinated. My mother was a history teacher. She's oh. a retired history teacher. And I think I got the love from her. Um, and I like, it helps me understand the madness that is unfolding in the world. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yes. The creative chaos that yeah. is uh, happening. Yeah. You know, I love that about you too, because you tend to be um, at peace, a lot more peace anyway, than other people around you, especially when we're all just like, can you believe this? I also, avoid I watching the news. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, that's probably yeah. why you're at peace. I, I shouldn't be proud to say that. It's not about pride. It just really overwhelms me. Yeah. And so I have to watch it in bits and pieces. My husband lets me know what's happening. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Because for me, to be honest, I, I mean, I come from Brazil. And I grew up in, uh, in a culture in which inflation was daily. Mm. You would have to go grocery shopping in the morning because by the afternoon, it was a different price. Wow. Wow. So when you live in a culture where sometimes the government would just decide to have a new monetary currency mm -hmm. the next day was a different currency so you're living on the edge of instability yeah and so what i've learned from that insanity is that the thievery is the same what only the only thing that changes is the face of the thieves mm -hmm. so when i hear the stories to me it's like yeah same shit oh i just saw it in your podcast but it no, is it's okay. the same shit different yeah. different timeline yeah. So that's why astrology in this case for me helps mm -hmm. because it helps me see, okay, there's a bigger picture unfolding yeah. and where does this time we're living in fit into the larger scope? Yeah. Which is not usually the stuff I get to do with clients. I mean, <laughs> I don't get to talk about this, you know, usually clients and I, you know, rightly so want to know in the here and now what's happening, maybe a little forecasting to see what's happening next year for them. Where should they focus their energies and everything else? That's fine. I like that. But for me personally, just to understand the bigger picture, it helps. Yeah, it definitely does. And so we'll tie that into what you do do for clients. And that is you help them understand the bigger picture specifically with how, what they're doing as their livelihood or their career, how it intersects with their life. Yeah. How can, so looking at the bigger pictures one, obviously, what are all the ways that it can help you figure that out? I, well, for me, coming to, I mean, there are many ways to work with astrology, right? Mm -hmm. That people go for relationships, they go for um, career. Usually the number, the two big questions are relationships and career slash money, you know? Yeah. And for me, in my own journey, the journey of what's my right livelihood, what's the livelihood that really uh, encompasses more fully who I am? Mm -hmm. You know, like many people, I've had the experience of working in places where, you know, I had to sort of be one aspect of myself and, you know, put the other aspects out. Yeah. You know, back, leave them back home. <laughs> and I have always throughout my life to try to find out, it's like, oh, what am I, you know, I want to do something that I'm, I am um, not so much passionate about, but I'm really engaged with in the conversation. Mm -hmm. And how can I really showcase my talent? So for me, that um, it's a, a point of interest to helping people get to that uh, situation. And which I think in our days, 
we see this all around. People are fed up with the work structure. And we can see this, how it sort of uh, flows into health issues, which then leads into your realm of holistic health because mm -hmm. a lot of the problems, the stress at work becomes health problems. Yes. Yep. So for me, looking at the birth chart, which is where we all start, mm -hmm. you know, astrology is very, uh, in essence, is looking at how, what's in the field of when something is born. So for us, when we are born, we have, we get our birth chart, which is the, shows the positions of the planet. So you start, that's your, your life's roadmap. Mm. One way to look at it is that it's a map. It's your, it's your birth map. It's your, you know, your, your cosmic GPS, if you will, to see, okay, here are some tendencies and talents I have. Here are some growing edges and challenges I will probably have and find. And how do I put it all together? Now, we, we, it's, astrology is great for personal development and getting to know who you are. Really, you have to start there first. Yeah. But who you are is the work you do. You know, we tend to work in fields and in things that we do reflect the chart. You know, I like to tell clients, we are always walking our chart. Mm. The difference is, are we conscious of it? You know, do we know? And then when we know, it's a bit like knowing a different language. You get to speak and be more engaged in the conversation. So when you think about your livelihood, be, be it through your job, career, or, or setting up a business, mm -hmm. Well, especially when you're setting up a business because it's personal development on steroids, like I, you know, I like to say, is then you really get, you need to know what are some of my strengths and challenges, my growing edges, where could I, what are some hidden treasures I have that I'm not tapping into? Mm -hmm. You know, you want to know those things. So that's one way, <clears throat> sorry, to approach an astrology session to find out, okay, I'm going to about to start a business. I think this is what I'm going to do. That's one way. Another way that I took it like up a notch <laughs> is that I have uh, my undergrad is in advertising. I've always been fascinated with design and advertising. I get really gripped by <clears throat> even stupid commercials on TV. <laughs> and so it's been in my realm. My husband is a graphic designer. So, you know, I'm married into the field. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're constantly talking about that. And, and so when I started, when I stepped away from corporate and I said, okay, I'm going to hang up my shingle, I'm going to be an astrologer. And I thought at first I would do just your general astrology, just life coaching really. And, but I was myself struggling with, okay, how do I position myself? You know, where are my strengths now? Right. Yeah. I mean, like before we hit record, we we're talking about how much astrology, different kinds of astrology. So how do I do, differentiate myself? And then I said, oh, what's my toolbox? What's in my toolbox? One, my love of advertising and all that. But then I saw, oh, my chart is my business uh, marketing team, you know, my branding and marketing team. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so I started looking to my chart from a different lens uh -huh. of, okay, like I said in the beginning, I'm a Gemini. Okay, fun. There are a lot of good things about Gemini's, a lot of difficult things about Gemini, but from a business perspective, how can I leverage that Gemini mm -hmm. to really feel more aligned with my business? Because the, I guess the last thing you want to do, if you're been in this journey where you've done work that you didn't really care for, and then you say, okay, I'm going to do my thing. 
you don't want to be extremely misaligned from what you were trying to do, right? That's the whole point. Yeah. You will, it will have to move. It's, it, you know, you're not going to be fully aligned from the get go, but you're going to, you need all the tools you can get. So mm-hmm. for me, working with astrology is a way to tap into what is the bigger story of your business? What is, what's coming through you? And are you the best uh, mother to this business, mm. mother or father to this business? Because yeah. I do believe from a legal point, the business is its own entity. Mm-hmm. That should give you a clue that spiritually or symbolically, the business is own. It's, it is its own entity as well. Yeah. Which actually in astrology, you can have the birth chart for your business. Yeah. Depending on when you register, your business has its own birthday. Uh-huh. So I think when you look at it that way, there is a, a marriage between you and the business, the spirit, the soul of the business and how it wants to come into the material world, the physical here, the here and now, and how it marries with you. And what is the business asking of you? So I think astrology can help you, you know, really look at all those elements. But I also like to look at the chart, uh, your birth chart. And also if the client has the chart of their business Mm -hmm. is how to make better use of what's there in terms of how they're going to brand themselves, Mm -hmm. brand and market themselves. Yeah. Because that way, which I have suffered and I, is that the minute you, you start a business, you look at all the possible thousand things you could do. And you think, this is the latest thing. I must do this. I must do that. Well, that could be fine and dandy. And there's actually a lot of good stuff out there. Is mm-hmm. that you easily get lost. I should do all the things. Yeah. No. What is the best thing for you to do? Yeah. And I think in this case, an astrological session consult helps you sort of like, okay, oh, I see. This is the stage of development I'm in. Yeah. And this is the stuff I could leverage that it's already there. That's my whole sort of um, hidden behind the curtain situation is I want to help people be like, look, you have the tools. It's in your toolbox. You just need to see it, learn it and use it. You don't have to always look outside. Or see it, learn it and use it at the appropriate time. At the appropriate time. Because if you're going to start a project using the toolbox as an example, you need to hang a picture. <laughs> You're not going to get out both kinds of screws. Yeah. The hammer, the, the crowbar. Yeah. The nails that you don't need. You're just going to get what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Time. It's so. a bit like if you ever gone to Ikea and bought a f- piece of furniture the first yeah. thing you really try to do is look at their diagram of how to set the, put the furniture together, the piece of furniture. Uh-huh. Yeah. The chart is that diagram. <laughs> and just like Ikea, <laughs> if you're not trained in it, yeah. it's still confusing when you look at that diagram. It is extremely um, overwhelming. I've seen the faces many times of people, oh, that's my chart, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so it can yeah. be, it is not sexy. Uh, no. It is a bunch of symbols. It's sexy to an astrologer, but might not be sexy for your, you know, general lay person. Yeah. With some lines drawn on it. Yeah. It looks very dramatic sometimes. Yeah. 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 
And, but you go ahead and, cause I have worked with you on that, in that realm, you go ahead and you describe it in a way that makes it so we can understand it. So that's yeah. why your, that's why your services are so needed. <laughs> I do think astrology is actually, it's not traditionally considered a healing practice, but I think it is actually healing. Yeah. I mean, there is medical astrology, but yeah. besides that, I think once you know yourself, a little bit better and whatever tools you can get your hands on to know yourself it does help the journey well and i believe that holistic healing encompasses of course you know um physical mental spiritual but in that is relationships with other people in any capacity are they healthy your career is yeah. your career healthy yeah it, it all does really go together and yeah. That's why I think you putting the two together for people that are business owners and they have their own chart, they have their business chart, you put them together, you help them figure out how to best make them work. <laughs> I have a background in counseling psychology and uh, actually it, many of the classes I had to take was couples counseling. And so uh -huh. sometimes I jokingly say, I am the marriage counselor to you and your business because yes. um, <laughs> You know, I always start with the client, even if it's a t-shirt business, you're not even in the face of the business. I still have to look at your chart because you're the person who created birth, the business, mm -hmm. even more importantly, if you're the face of the business, then you really have to see, because we have to see where are you on your journey? What level, what's, what's unfolding for you? Because the chart is not static. Mm -hmm. The birth chart is always the same, but the planets keep on moving and they interact with your chart, much like two cog, you know, two cog wheels kind of moving. Mm -hmm. So you are going through your own sort of unfolding and becoming. And so yeah. is your business. So of course, and then and I see this then from a different uh, perspective with the business I have with my husband, mm -hmm. the graphic design agency. Yeah. Where uh, people get really stuck with them. This is my brand. I'm, and part of us is like, well, it is, but it's unfolding as well. Yeah. So like you are unfolding, the business is unfolding. And, and in terms of sort of time tracking, uh, astrology is, I, I don't know. I'm just going to say it's the best. In my <laughs> opinion, but I'm, I, uh, Yeah, I agree. I'm biased. Yeah, no, I have, I have been an astrology dabbler for most of my life and um, you have opened my eyes much wider than they were before I met you. It's, it is so complex. Um, so on that, I have a complex question. Maybe, maybe it's going to be really easy for you. <laughs> as long as it's not the meaning of life, we're good. I can't answer that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Scratch that one off the list. Um, so Okay, so for for some listeners here that maybe aren't business owners, um, we're going to talk about just career, okay? So here's just a thought I had. So let's say you are working for someone else in that, is it is it beneficial for you to at least like have an idea of the chart of the company you're working for? Like if you knew when the company you worked for was founded, you as the employee, maybe you just like, for whatever reason, maybe it's an amazing job, but you just don't feel like you mesh. Could it possibly be that you don't mesh well? 
Actually, that's an interesting question. I never had that opportunity because it's not so easy to get a handle, uh, you know, to, to get the, the chart of a company. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'm digging through Google trying to find, oh, when was this company really established? I mean, mm -hmm. I can see when it was founded, but not established. You need, yeah, that's, that, that would be an interesting to see. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one that's interesting that you can see how do, do you match with the soul of that company. Yeah. Another one that is not easy unless the person can get it. And, um, is for an example, you're in a team, mm -hmm. you have a team. If you could have access with permission, cause I don't myself, I don't do the chart of anybody without their permission Yeah, because it is actually quite intimate. You, you have a lot of view into the person if you want to. You, you, you enter in their psychic space, if you will. Yeah. So you that permission. But let's say you're in the team mm -hmm. and you want to see how the team gels and who should be doing what. You can actually see the chart of all the members and see how then they all go together. Oh, okay. So that creates the chart of a relationship that isn't just you know, a romantic intimate relationship, but a, a relationship of a team. Ooh. That's an interesting way to see it. Yeah. Uh, and if you work for a very progressive company, you might want to get the chart of your boss, but that might be hard. <laughs> well, no, but I was thinking, you know, I mean, we're in the Portland metro area. I'm sure that we could find some companies that might be willing to. to I, I did years ago, um, a company wanted to set up um, they already had a business and they wanted to set up another biz, bigger mm -hmm. business. And they, and I actually did the chart of all the members. There were three of them, the date that they started the idea for the business. And we talked about, you know, uh, the challenges of the business, how the group kind of fit together and all that. That was a, that was an interesting session. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really cool. Because so, normally I don't get all the pieces and it's fun to get all the pieces. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Hey, listeners, I'm just dropping in for a moment to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Women Conquer Business, with one of my favorite hosts, Jen McFarlane. Part of holistic healthcare for me is taking time to nurture my business because, like most business owners, my business is a part of me. One of the ways I do that is by listening to podcasts from other heart-centered entrepreneurs like Jen. She has a contagious can-do attitude and her podcast, Women Conquer Business, is filled with heart, strategy, and tons of inspiration. Women Conquer Business is available on all major podcasting networks and you can learn more about Jen at jenmcfarland.com. Now back to our show. So, um, so for business owners, um, you also, you also, I've heard you say, and and you wrote this down. Um, business is healing for our personal development journey. I think it is. Okay. Um, well, I've been thinking a lot about this uh, from how can we do business? And I think it's not something that's super new. I think a lot of people kind of waking up to this how can we do business in a way that's more less destructive to us humans and the planet and everything? Yeah. How can we make it less insane? Yeah. And one of the things that I've noticed, because I do consider business, you birthing a business, you mm -hmm. creating a business, sort of your personal development journey, your spiritual journey on steroids. Whereas you think about this, you having, it's like having a child. Yeah. It's a brainchild. It's a, a creative element 
that's coming from you. But it has its own, now we're going to get sort of esoteric here. I think that it has its own soul. Mm-hmm. You're interacting with this other being that, if you will, chose to come into the world as a business rather than, let's say, an animal or a person. Mm-hmm. That's my sort of out there thinking. Yeah. And I do think that when you're creating something, it is healing in the sense that healing, the way I approach the idea of healing is that healing is about making something whole again. Mm-hmm. It's not cure. It's yeah. making something whole. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at a birth chart uh, in general, just your you know, run-of-the-mill birth chart, we are looking at elements in which, depending on where the person was brought up, the family and all that stuff, they were probably taught to be like, show more this side of yourself, don't show this other side of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? We know that. But when you're creating something, it invites you to bring in all of you the good, the ugly, the bad, everything, right? And no place is more challenging, I think, than business or relationships because it's when the rubber meets the road because Mm -hmm. it has a few other elements. One has a creative aspect, the vulnerability of bringing something into the world that's yours. Mm -hmm. Two, it hits on something that everybody feels very nervous about, money. Because yeah. now it involves money. And then if you have employees or whatever, it involves the lives of other people. Yeah. So I think that the business can be healing because it invites you, beckons you, it slaps you beside the head <laughs> if you're not paying attention. Yeah. That you need to tend to the parts of yourself that you have hidden or you didn't want to see or whatever, whatever trauma might have been. It wants you to bring it all together. It wants to heal, make it whole. So because of the visual of the birth chart being a big pizza pie of 12 slices, the business is saying, oh, no, 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 no. You can't just live on this one, two pieces over here. You have to bring all the spokes of the wheel. So that's what I like to say for my clients is business or it is about claiming all the spokes of your life's wheel, which is your birth chart. So aspects of yourself that you might have been like, no, it wasn't so cool to be fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Business is asking you to do that. You know, we see this a lot with people and I see this, I I tend to work mainly with women. Mm -hmm. And one of the core things we see is the challenge of visibility or sharing their voice. Yeah, yeah. You know, so of course you look at their family history, where they came from, all that, but we can see it culturally, all that good stuff showing up as a way the business is now is saying, uh-uh-uh, you want to do this thing, but you're going to have to speak about it. Mm-hmm. Basic, right? Yeah. And they're challenged. And so I think this is where I see the business as a, a vessel, a container for some of that healing work. Mm-hmm. The joke I have as well is that, you know, because I had to go to counseling school. So I did all this therapy. So I thought, oh yeah, I'm totally done, right? No, you're not. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Never done. Because you thought that all that stuff you had with your father or your mother or your siblings, it shows up again. Yeah. Dressed up differently in the business. Yeah. So I think the business, and this is another pet peeve I've always had, having coming from corporate business is not personal. It's just business. No. It is deeply personal because when you go to any office, 
you're seeing father issues walking over there, mommy issues walking over there. You know, there's a sibling situation happening there. We're yeah. constantly projecting. And so I do think that the business is to set up a business, to, to start a business is not for sissies. No. <laughs> in so many ways, but deeply psychological as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so ideally we would go to therapy while we're creating. Yeah, right. And I do. <laughs> it's good to do, you know. Um, Plus the, the stress the stress of being an entrepreneur, solopreneur is of a different caliber. It really is. Yeah. It's not more or worse or anything, but it's a different kind of uh, realm. And I think you need to speak to someone or to have colleagues who are doing, they're going on that journey. Somebody who understands that you're able to send a newsletter without a glitch, you know, having to face technological dragons. And that was a major win for your day. Yeah. Some pe only some people know what that means. Yeah. And only some people care to hear. Yeah, it's like, like, <laughs> I think yesterday Canva couldn't, you couldn't upload pictures to Canva. Only somebody else would know that that'd be a major situation for you. Somebody. Right. Right. Or like, you know, when Facebook had its glitches and you couldn't post advertisements yeah. or things like that. And, and those of us <laughs> business owners who were relying on that free advertising. Yeah. Freaking out. Everybody else is like, eh, your best, you can call your best friend. They'll be, they will give you support, but they might not get it. They're no. not going to. <laughs> it's a different, but so I do think that it does. And that's why whatever you create, mm -hmm. the brand that you're, the business you're creating, the brand that's is also being birthed with that business reflects your journey. Yes. So let's talk about a little bit about that because um, again, I'll just say I've worked with you for healing ways and I remember you talking a lot about that and I've, and I, you know, pay attention to what you're doing out there for other business owners. And you're saying that astrology is super important for your branding efforts. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about that. Let's dive a little bit deeper into the branding and astrology. So lately I've been thinking a lot about the difference between brand and marketing and brand is one of these words a bit like freedom and love that has gotten a lot of sort of many interpretations definitely it's gotten very skewed <laughs> so one of the there's a youtube channel actually my husband likes to watch a lot and i think it's called the future they're like a, a design agency in california i believe and one day he was telling this story that brand is like the circus circus comes to town mm -hmm. okay and you're the circus. Your business is the circus. And what kind of circus is it, right? Do you have animals, like the traditional kind of circus, or are you kind of like Cirque du Soleil, where it's just acrobats and no mm -hmm. animals, you know, because you don't want to have human, you know, animal cru uh, cruelty? Yeah. Or you're kind of like the new kind of circus that has holograms of animals, you know. That's the brand. You stand for something. There's a story behind that. Mm-hmm. Now, the way you go about into that new town that you just arrived, the way you're going to advertise, the way you're going to speak about the business, that's your marketing. Yeah. So just, okay, got that. So when you're looking, I'm more interested first, you understanding the brand. So what are you about? Why are you doing it? What does the business stand for? What's sort of the 
archetypes, the symbols, the energy that's flowing through the business. So when I look at the birth chart of you or the business or both, I can see that there's a certain kind of signature already. Mm. Right. And so let's say, just because I know you're a Scorpio. <laughs> Let's just pick on the Scorpio. And Let's do it. It's the right time of year too. So <laughs> The sun is in Scorpio yeah. right now as we speak. So for an example, for a Scorpio sun is you're not going to say to you, just be fluff, be super. Fluff. No, <laughs> that's not going to fit the brand. No. You yeah. just can't, you know. If it's a Scorpio, I mean, of course I'm generalizing here, but if it's a Scorpio who's not willing to go deep in some in something, that's going to mis misaligned. Mm -hmm. If I said to you, do all little flowers and rainbows, you know, of course I have to look at the entire chart, but I'm just giving us as an yeah. example. You start there. So if you, that's why I like to give these workshops around the sun as your CEO. Mm -hmm. Your sun sign is the key vital force of your business. Yeah. Or the sun sign of the business chart. So yeah. you start there. And then you look at the other planets as sort of part of your sort of branding and marketing team is what does each one speak to? Mm -hmm. So uh, the next one that everybody wants to hear about is the moon. The moon represents your client relations, but also your employee, your team, the people you support through your business. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand the needs of that moon because that is your link. That's your bridge to understanding the, link, the needs of your market. So uh -huh. this yeah. is where it makes it different. Let's say being a Scorpio sun, but you got a moon in different signs, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're navigating a different kind of need. Yeah. So that already differentiates you from, you know, from the group. Mm -hmm. And then you go even further. Venus is your products and services. Mars is about what do you stand for? What is your business competition style? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. uh, Saturn and Jupiter, Jupiter is going to talk about the culture of the business, the company culture, right? Mm -hmm. Saturn is going to speak to what, what are some vital elements of your structures? So this is just to give you an example of how you can really then look at it and be like, oh, so instead of perhaps investing in this direction, I could point my energies and my money in another direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, such helpful information. Not to mention timing of things, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I'd say for a good chunk of this year after I had a reading with you, especially the first half after I had a, a session with you, um, I, I definitely followed the timing well and it seemed like it was just helping everything flow better also. Um, so yeah, extremely helpful. I tell people all the time, like you need a session with Vanessa because this is a new um, business tool that not a lot of people even know exists to help. Um, and that it's not woo, it's actually ancient wisdom. Very ancient. <laughs> I, I like to say astrology is the mother of woo. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Exactly, right? We've been, you know, advising kings. Um, right. But I mean, a, a lot of people know about astrology in terms of you know, timing. They want to know mm -hmm. when is Mercury retrograde? Yeah. When is the moon full? All that, which is very helpful and necessary. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it was about bridging, you know, my, so, but talking about bringing in the spokes of the wheel, right? For yeah. me, it was like, I never thought I was going to go back to advertising. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, here it is coming back, right? Uh, and so me trying to incorporate these parts of myself, these different interests, yep. um, and to help people feel a bit more aligned with what they're creating and evolving with the business. Mm -hmm. And there is something actually within advertising that is called brand, um, brand archetypes or archetypal branding, mm -hmm. which uses your more traditional archetypes you know like the the sage the hero yes yeah and i love that i'm deep into that as well for those who are not interested in astrology mm -hmm. but astrology to me is such sort of a much quicker way to get in there yeah. because i just look at the chart and we have a place to start immediately yeah. um so yeah. it's awesome i, I like to work with both <laughs> so uh speaking of dates let's let's give some people um listening i want to talk a little bit about a forecast or some people might say predictions but she's not predicting she's forecasting she's looking at a scientifically based chart <laughs> well i wouldn't say it's scientific but yeah because science would just science would just scream <laughs> um there, there for me of science behind yeah it. for me astrology is more an art form but um so there is a difference prediction i don't do prediction i think a lot of astrologers in western astrology mm -hmm. don't do necessarily prediction yeah it's a much headier topic this is for another podcast episode but forecast to me it's a bit like looking at the weather and being like it looks like it's gonna rain and right. i can choose to take the umbrella or not or yeah. my jacket it doesn't say it's going to happen but what I have found in my own personal experience with astrology is that more awareness you have, the more you're able to be present and show up in a way that is more empowering rather than feeling like it's happening to you all the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay. So you want to talk about 2020? Yeah. So let's get a 2020 forecast. So I've been up to my neck in sort of writing about 2020 and okay. trying to bring in my own voice to the conversation is that my sense when you look at a lot of astrology out there, there there's always something big happening in astrology you know there's always like oh god you know everybody should just be walking with their skirts over their heads <laughs> um but 2020 it is a very pivotal year it okay. not only it starts a new decade for us here in the u.s it's election year and it, it looks to be a pretty uh roman gladiator you know coliseum kind of election that's just um my take on it mm -hmm. but it is pivotal in the sense that it starts three big cycles and this is sort of the summary of it. Usually, you know, when we look at the sky every month, there's a new moon, there's a full moon, and all the other different phases in between. Mm -hmm. So when it's a new moon, just to kind of give you an example, is when the sun and moon join together. It's a new moon. Mm -hmm. It's a new seed. We don't see the moon in the sky. It's dark. Mm -hmm. But the new moon says, we kind of sort of stop, reflect, and see what's coming. Because some intimation, something, some hint comes to point us in a new journey. We start something. Mm -hmm. But the seed is underground. We are not seeing the full rose blooming yet. 
Yeah. But we're planting the, the seeds of something. Same with the business, right? When you start the business, you don't know yet where it's going to take you, but that's the seed. So what's relevant about that image is that in 2020, three slower moving planets join forces. Mm. And so they start different cycles. They don't join forces all the time because they move so slowly. So the first one, and perhaps the more relevant one, starts in January. It's kind of been coming through 2019. 2019 is really the appetizer for the main knee of 2020, <laughs> of like the, the full decade of the 20s. Is that Saturn and Pluto are joining forces in January. Mm-hmm. That sounds very like a new Like a new moon situation. Okay. And that sets, and the next time they're going to do that is going to be 34 years from now. Wow. So it is a longish, you know, cycle. Um, But they're going to do this in Capricorn. So ping that thought, Capricorn. Okay. So these two have already been traveling through Capricorn, restructuring everything. So Pluto going ahead has been in Capricorn for a while, since 2008, Um, has been working like a bulldozer through the structures of our society. You know, because Pluto is saying, Oh, you're not just going to move the stove in your kitchen. We're going to gut out the kitchen and rebuild this shit again. Oh, that's making so much sense. Okay. Saturn is coming behind and Saturn always says, Oh, let's restructure something. It's time to trim the fat. Both of these in Capricorn, which is a sign. And this is where the, the language of archetypes is in our astrology is complex because they don't show up in just one way. You know, it's symbolic in different ways, but they, sh- you know, you recognize the flavor. Yeah. They just, so Capricorn says, Capricorn is a sign that says it takes effort. It takes endurance to climb the mountain. Mm. If you're serious about something, you need to commit and you need to you're the goat climbing the mountain Mm -hmm. in essence capricorn says i am here to bring into shape into the physical world something that i want to leave as a legacy so capricorn in general is a sign that speaks to mastery where are you going to be the author of something so if you think about that collectively we can see what's happening in our government just as an example yeah. Right. But if you think about this in terms of people's lives and health and business, mm-hmm. everything is saying, oh, no, no, no. You can't go to my to the teacher and say, I didn't, my dog ate my homework. Capricorn is not taking that. <laughs> Show me the homework. And it's saying trim the fat, trim everything that is not going to be useful as you mm-hmm. climb the mountain. And you're going to have to endure. It's not a, this is not a, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Put that in. Then December now, uh, Jupiter, the other slower moving planet Mm -hmm. enters Capricorn as well. In this coming. Just December now, this coming December. And we'll stay there for a year. Okay. Usually Jupiter stays about a year in a sign. Okay. And and so Jupiter tends to, to be like everything that Jupiter touches, it expands. Ooh. Okay. It's like, I like to call it the cosmic, you know, baking powder. You know, <laughs> just, everything Saturn touches, it contracts. Mm, okay. 
But Capricorn is a sign that tends to contract. For the health folk up there, uh, Capricorn has to do in Saturn as well with the joints, the bones, ah, the teeth, okay. the skin, everything that gives us structure. Mm-hmm. So Jupiter comes in and is hopping along to meet Saturn and Pluto. Mm-hmm. And so throughout 2020, in essence, it's sort of like a trifecta conjunction. They're all joining forces in Capricorn. Mm. So uh, Jupiter touches, joins Pluto in the middle of next year, and it sets the tone for the next 12 years. So not too bad. It's not too long. Yeah. But it ha- because Pluto, uh, sort of Jupiter touches anything that expands, when it touches Pluto, it's about power. Mm. And a side note on Pluto in relationship to all of this. Usually Pluto, Pluto is considered the archetype of deep transformation of death and rebirth. So 2020 does, I feel, have a feel of harvest and rebirth. Mm, But when you first harvest and you look at the field, it looks pretty dead, doesn't it? It's like, it's done. It's like, oh my God. So there's that. But Pluto tends to be like, I am not releasing the grip. Usually the first response we have is like, we're going to be obsessed about this thing. We don't want to let go until we finally surrender and let it go. And then we can be reborn. Mm -hmm. So I do think there's some of that as well, like holding on to these old structures. This is Capricorn. Capricorn has to do with anything that's old. Oh, okay. So we're really going to see the voice of the elders or the right or the need for the elders. And, you know, symbolically there's, the wise old woman, the wise old man, the crumb. Mm-hmm. But it also has to do with authority. And we can look at our government, the authority, not gripping, you know, not releasing. There's that. And then in the end of 2020, in December, solstice, fun times. Um, I like the symbology of that, the winter mm-hmm. solstice. Jupiter and Saturn join forces. Starting a 20-year cycle. And they will join forces in the sign of Aquarius. So we shift the vibe is like, okay, there's some, maybe some more air, Mm. bigger ideas, more progressive, a little bit, perhaps a little fixed in ideas because Aquarius can get fixed, but it's Mm -hmm. a new sort of, a new light. Traditionally, uh, Jupiter and Saturn have been spoken about as the kingmaker. Whenever they join, Heads will roll. The king is dead. Long live the king situation. A little bit as well with Saturn and Pluto when they join forces tends to be people lose their power. Mm. Heads will roll. All right. So there's that. (laughs) Now, (laughs) in relationship to us mere mortals over here, um, all that combination in Capricorn you have to know where you have Capricorn in your chart to know what area of your life you're really planting some really long term seeds, mm. some real restructuring where perhaps have you been attached to old ways and it's time to really release the grip of death yeah. you know, and be reborn. And wherever you have zero degrees Aquarius, which is where, where Jupiter and Saturn will join forces, is where you can, it has a lot, a lot of bearing in economics, but it also has a lot of bearing in career. Mm, okay. So business. So 
when Jupiter and Saturn join forces a little bit like this. What are you willing to work hard? Saturn work, you know, mm -hmm. so that you can grow and expand Jupiter. Wow. So wherever that falls in your chart is like focus here, do the work, show up. This is a new seed that will grow, not perhaps immediately, but this is long-term stuff. So 2020 is a year of really thinking long-term. Okay. For a culture that doesn't like to do marathons, but speed, right. sprint, it can be something. But also, if I would have to summarize, I do think that 2020 is a year of creative endurance. Okay. Because out of the chaos, the other side of chaos is creativity. So it is a year that I think it's calling us the change make the not the change makers the creation makers mm. the bridge walkers yeah. that can bridge elements mm -hmm. to do the work and show up and the other element because it's in capricorn a lot of this coming together in capricorn i do think it's about sovereignty and a, a meditation on what is sovereignty for each one of us and of course it's very much going to be in our mind here in the US because of the election, mm -hmm. but I believe around the world. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that 2020 is oh, floating in a cloud, yeah. as you can see 2019 as a sort of appetizer mm -hmm. <laughs> has been challenging. Yes. But I do think 2020 is a year where it's like trim the fat, focus. What can you endure? How can you practice and build your stamina hmm. to nice. keep at it? Consistency, consistency, consistency. Yeah. That's my marketing <laughs> advice. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. And I mean, a little, little scary maybe, but also for me, I think that sounds all exciting. Um, but that's because I'm Scorpio and I like to dive deep. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just think that perhaps we need to have a bit more um i always hate it because my mother's a capricorn she's like i'm a realist and i'm like well you're on the verge of pessimism but um but i i do think that when you kind of are able to stare the thing in the face mm -hmm. then you're on your way to healing it yeah oh i like that that's good per and i'm out that's a good <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> yes, I was just going to say mic drop. Um, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Vanessa. You're welcome. So exciting. Yeah. Yes. So how can people um, find out about you online? Uh, I'm on my website, vanessacuto.com, and that's C-O-U-T-O, Kuto. I'm on Facebook as well, Vanessa Kuto, and then the number 25, Vanessa Kuto 25. Instagram is the same, Vanessa Kuto okay. 25. And I don't know when you're releasing the episode, but on December 21st of 2019, I am having an online talk about the astrology of 2020. Ooh, so you can check out my events page on my website and purchase so you can purchase you can participate live or it's going to be recorded so even if you can't make it live you'll be able to get the recording the Sweet. audio dive, audio of it dive deeper into all that stuff awesome yeah this will actually um be airing in the beginning of december so awesome. 
Yeah. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you. And I'm sure there'll be a third and a fourth because you got to do it in Paris. I got to do it in Paris. <laughs> um, great information for the next year. And I'm, you'll be hearing from Vanessa again in 2020. All righty. Thank, thank you. Bye. You've just listened to Holistic Healing Connection with me, Amber Cook. You can find out more about me and other holistic healers, coaches, and practitioners at healingways.com. That's healing, W-A-Z-E.com, or on most major social media outlets. If you are a holistic professional and would like to be a guest on this podcast, please go to healingways.com to join. If you have been helped by holistic or alternative medicine, I'd love to help you share your story on this podcast to help inspire others please email us at info at healingways.com with the title podcast guest. And don't forget to come back every week for more holistic fun. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.